This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. So on Money Talks, our main reason for being on the air is to answer your personal finance questions. But we always like to find interesting money-related topics to talk about throughout the hour as well while we wait for your phone calls. So today we're talking about things that you buy that are wasting your money. And the list comes courtesy of the Almost Frugal website. You can also contact us by email. It's money at mpbonline.org. Sometimes we don't have time to share those emails on the air. But rest assured that you will get a response from either Nancy and or Ryder when you email money at mpbonline.org. And to start the show each week, we'd like to talk about financial news in the news. So, Nancy, let's give you first shot. What's on your mind? Well, I'm watching interest rates. And, of course, the Federal Reserve is the controller of those interest rates. So now everybody is watching the Fed and what will they do? And what the Federal Reserve does is something called telegraphing. So they're trying to let investors and citizens know what they're going to do because they don't want to surprise anyone. And so far, we think they're going to raise rates additionally. We are expecting numbers from the CPI, which will tell us about inflation in the morning. But even though it's tampered down quite a bit, uh, we still think there is some um, – inclination among those Fed board members to raise rates additionally. So that's all to say to our listeners, if you have some credit card balances out there that you're letting roll over, this would be a good time to address those because those are variable rates. They, those rates can go up. If you're looking to buy a house or a car or anything else you're going to take out a loan for, probably sooner rather than later because those rates will probably go up. Very good. So, uh, Ryder, what about you? What's on your mind? Yes. So this is uh, we were since we were off uh, for the Fourth of July holiday last week. This is our first Tuesday of the quarter to speak. We've had a great first half of the year as far as the market goes. S&P 500 was up almost uh, 16% at the halfway mark. Uh, smaller and mid-sized U.S. companies as well as international companies around 10%. Uh, Nancy, I'm going to allow her to blow her horn here. Uh, the, her favorite yeah. index, the NASDAQ, was up uh, 39%, almost 40%. So, uh, And we just heard the news clip, uh, business confidence is the highest in seven months, uh, people are kind of shedding that fear of recession. If we look at that trending on uh, or people searching for it or people talking about that on social media, they're searching for it and talking about the word recession a whole lot less. Now, this means people are getting more comfortable with this uh, good market. People are getting more comfortable, kind of realize that what we've been talking about for quite some time is that the economic data is still good. People are still, uh, we 
have more people working than ever. Uh, consumer uh, confidence, though, like I mentioned, business confidence uh, still good. Uh, businesses is even large businesses. There's a big thing about manufacturing. Lots of manufacturing investment being announced right now. A lot of that due to uh, some very large infrastructure. Um, uh, bills uh, announced in the past year or so, but how we perceive the economy is is a really interesting topic we've been talking about uh, in the office a lot in that we always kind of look back and everything is rosier in the past. Oh, things were just so much better. And it makes it means we look at the present time and the future as we're always so nervous about it. And that's just cognitive biases we have. Uh, and that's what we are seeing a lot. But uh, Nancy, it looks like people are finally uh, coming around to our point of view and shedding some of those fears. But Ryder, what I worry about is they're going to get overconfident, and that's why I want to say, okay, that's, take care of credit card bills. That, that's exactly the concern. People are often maybe fearful at the, I don't want to say the wrong moment, but they're fearful as things are going down and maybe as things are recovering a little bit, they're fearful kind of at the bottoms and, and over-exuberant at the tops, and we want to and we just we do want to be very mindful of that when we are investing and we are making we're making any plans uh, for the future involving money. So I wanted to throw something out uh, for both of you, and I don't know if either one of you might know the answer to this, but I'll venture it anyway. Uh, Ryder and I, before the show started, we're talking about the upcoming sales tax holiday, which I believe is the last weekend in July. Um, where a number of uh, things that you can buy, uh, they don't charge sales tax for. So do we have any idea about how successful this has been? Do business seem to be happy by the uptick in people shopping? Uh, Nancy, Ryder, have you heard any kind of feedback about, again, how successful sales tax holiday is? I, I think it does drive sales because even though in reality you may not be saving that much, especially if uh, those stores increase their prices to uh, account for that difference, um, there is that psychology of like, oh, my goodness, it's a sale and it's just one day. And so it's pushing everything. Now, the big question I have is um, – is it taking away from sales on other days? And so you have to look at longer terms to see if you really make a difference. I was going to I feel like we may have looked into that specifically in the past. Um, you know, one difference now is which a newer development in the past few years is we do successfully now charge sales tax on online transactions. So that kind of might even the playing field, but um, I, I don't know about the specific uh, specific impact of that. All right. And uh, hopefully uh, before that occurs on the show, we'll uh, remind folks of sort of the hows and why fours of the way that the uh, sales tax weekend, uh, sales tax holiday weekend works. So that's something to, to look forward to in the coming weeks on Money Talks. So, well, I took advantage of the July 4th holiday to shop for shoes, surprisingly enough. Of course. Uh, no. And also, you know, our, our list is going to be things to stop buying to save money. And unfortunately, I don't see shoes on the list, so I'm lucky here. But uh. I, I will say these are very nice shoes. They're Coca-Cola branded Puma shoes. So I like Puma. I like Coke. This is the natural shoe for me. And they were on the clearance rack. So I, go. I pat myself on the back. That's what that sound he, is. He there. didn't even have to wait for the sales tax <laughs> holiday on that. Look at that. But they're very nice. Like, Ryder has seen them. Would you say that they're very spiffy shoes? I think spiffy is a, is a great way to describe them, I think. 
All right. So we are going to be talking about some things uh, to stop buying to save money. Again, this list comes courtesy of the Kinda Frugal website. Premium gas. Now, I this is, seems like an obvious one to me. I don't know that I've ever purposely bought premium gas. Um, I do. I do. Is it some cars do require it? Yeah. So, Nancy, does your car, the manufacturer, suggest the premium gas? Yes, they do. Okay. They do. Now, I, I have in the past when I've had cars that um, do suggest that or recommend that, um, tried that medium grade, uh, okay. but they will tell you that the, the top grade is what you should use, and maybe I'm a sucker here, but I do it. Yeah, I, I mean, for a car that recommends it, I would certainly go that way because you, you don't want to kind of jeopardize anything. It's going to be, oh, look, I saved 25 cents so that I can spend an extra $2,000 on repairs in a few months. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it, I think that's a good point because for I, I feel like for a long time, advice has often been, oh, do you want better performance? Do you want better mileage? You should use premium gas. And I just don't know that that's you truly get better performance, better mileage, and things like that. Although, one thing a little bit separate, but while we're sitting uh, talking about filling up at the gas station, uh, you'll see some gas stations offer no ethanol gas. And um, all cars manufactured since some point in the U.S. So basically, if most most of your cars out there are going to be fine with 10% ethanol, this is, this is fine, this is normal. Um, but if you have small engines, your lawnmowers, your chainsaws, uh, ethanol gas can sometimes, I mean, very quickly wreck some damage mm-hmm. on things like your uh, the gas tank and your fuel lines there. So that is a case where, and again, you know, a small engine, you're buying a couple of gallons a summer if you mow your lawn. Um, that is a case where having the no ethanol gas, sometimes paying 50 cents, I mean, sometimes paying a significant amount more or even going out of your way to find a gas station with them. That can save you a lot on maintenance because if you're having to take it to the shop once a year and spending $100, well, you probably would have preferred to pay an extra dollar or two at the, at the pump. Well, uh, totally unrelated to what we're talking about here, but to me, I have a mower that I mistreat. I mean, it's no maintenance whatsoever, but sometimes leave gas in over the summertime, whatever. And the thing always cranks up and cuts the grass. So it's amazing to me how much abuse wow. an engine on a mower can take and yet still what continues model? to work. What model? It's, yeah, we got to know. We have to know. Have to know. I know. I, I, my, my mower is the opposite <laughs> of that. I, well, you I, look at it wrong and it don't want it. <laughs> I saw I saw somebody in the neighborhood working on repairing their lawnmower just the other day, and I I've always struggled starting a lawnmower, but sometimes with the even smaller engines, chainsaw, string trimmers, things like that, I've I've actually learned to maintain those well, and I mean I think learning to maintain them uh, has has paid off uh, some. But as Kevin, well. Kevin, yes. here's my question okay. about that mower: um, How often do you use it? Well, uh, apparently, yeah. at one point, the city thought I wasn't using it enough because I got some little notice on my door. To work. <laughs> I was meaning That's to why. mow. I was meaning to mow that very day. Plus, now, <laughs> I, oh, thanks for the reminder, folks. <laughs> 
I have a friend of mine, uh, a younger friend, who we have a business agreement now, so I no longer have uh, to mow. Uh, somebody will swing by and do he, that for you. He, he was complaining about the thickness of the grass uh, the last time he did it. Well, so. then maybe he should come by more often, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> I determine how frequently he comes by because I'm the one who's paying. So I try to get away with well, you, every two weeks, but I might have to amend that. Oh, wow, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think Felder would um, recommend that we just all go au naturel. Like uh, yeah, no, no mo, no mo. No mo. You're listening to Money Talks. Our website, moneytalks.mpbonline.org, is one way to hear past Money Talks broadcasts. You can also download the MPB Public Media app and listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lottridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're here to answer your personal finance questions this morning. Between your calls, we're talking today about things you buy that waste money. It's coming from the Almost Frugal website. So um, Luke Runnels is our intern, and he's answering the phones this morning, but he actually had a personal finance question that he wanted me to ask, and it's an interesting one. If you overdraw your checking account and you're given, I guess, a fee, an overdraft fee, but you don't put any money in it, so it remains as a negative balance, does the bank continue to tack on overdrawn fees? So they certainly can. I've actually had this experience. It wasn't an overdraft, but um, years ago I had a bank account that had a account minimum. And if you didn't maintain the minimum, then they would charge a $5 fee. And so they charged that fee every month. Um, so, and they charged that fee every month. The, the minimum was, they said the minimum was $500, but I guess it was $500 and one cent because when they announced the minimum, I was like, okay, well, I'll top it up to exactly 500 Just to, It was a savings account. I didn't use it a lot. I was just, I'll just keep it open. Uh, yeah, it turns out it was $500 and one cent. So three months later, I was like, hey, guys, where'd my $15 go? And they're like, eh, we took it. Uh, so that can happen as far as overdraft fees. I think that usually happens at the transaction time, but again, there may be some other fees for negative balances. They may charge, they may charge an interest rate for a negative balance. Um, it's going to depend on the terms of that account. Uh, and that's, and, and, and banks are, mm, some banks are notorious for kind of stacking your transactions in a way that's going to. Uh, certainly, certainly appears that they are stacking transactions in a way such that they may incur more overdraft fees. Uh, Nancy, and understand when, when you open an account, you are signing paperwork that's really a contract. And that paperwork says this is how this account will work, and you are agreeing to some of those charges. So my concern is if you just ignore this and, and just let it rock on, and as Ryder mentioned, having monthly charges hit you on top of the overdraft fee, is that something that will affect your credit? Because they'll say, but you owe that, and we're going to report that, that you didn't pay this off uh, unless you clear it out. That could be a problem. But uh, so my advice for Luke is uh, don't overdraft your bank account in the first place. Don't spend money that you don't actually have. And that that can be difficult. Sometimes it is just a matter of timing those cash flows. You know, if your paycheck comes in, you know, two days late because of the 4th of July holiday, but your bill comes in a day early because of the 4th of July holiday. I mean, that can be really tricky and managing that um, managing that can be tough. But in in his defense, I will say it was a switch that he bought. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's some pretty serious stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. 
You mean a Nintendo Switch, not like a wall switch. That's right, a Nintendo <laughs> Switch. <laughs> what yeah. if it what if it were a wall switch? He needed a lot of the people lights. right now were like, wait a minute. This isn't the DIY show. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's interesting because that was a good question. I had never really thought about that before. But yeah, so Luke, the, the advice on this side of the glass is to go ahead and get that uh, that uh, overdraft or the get back in the positive there and and watch yeah, your maybe, spending. Maybe 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 call up your branch manager and tell them it was for a Nintendo Switch, and they'll be like, well, my goodness, of course we should refund that. And that's another thing, especially if it's one of your first charges like this. Uh, oh, yeah, sometimes yeah. talking to. Uh, going to the bank calling the bank you know showing them you know you are trying uh you're trying you're trying to be better uh you w- want to be a loyal customer uh etc because uh banks realize especially these days especially with what's been going on this year uh uh they realize that their customers can leave uh and and they do uh especially uh luke someone like you who's going to be a fantastic customer as you grow your income have larger deposits take out a mortgage etc etc they're going to want you as a customer so you can always try negotiating those and i'll tell you what do that i will buy lunch today just just to uh just show what a a good guy that'll cover yeah that'll (laughs) cover that overdraft fee right there bud real quickly before we get back to this uh, you mentioned the thing about five hundred dollars and one cent i have this odd thing where for whatever reason i can never figure out exactly how much my uh, uh, bill from at&t for my phone and internet is going to be so i i'm always stuck with a bill like Ten cents, five cents, three cents. Oh, there's just like a random, a random charge that's like, oh, it's two dollars and sixty three cents this time. And it's a similar with uh, credit cards. I think I'm paying them all, but I guess because of interest or whatever, it's always like one or two cents off. So it's, I call the people up and say, do I really have to send you a check or whatever for two cents? And most of the time, they are able to waive the the difference. But that's always odd because it's Kevin. Like, have you just been negotiating a, a, a ten cent discount on every bill you've ever paid? The big spender. Man. <laughs> just send in a check for not quite enough, and then and then call and be like, "What are you talking about? I sent in the money." Well, that is because I can never figure out exactly how much my AT and T bill is, and I've tried to look at the the thing. And some, I think it's also the billing cycle. I'm sort of the way I pay my bills does not mesh with the billing cycle, so it's always. But so far, every month they've allowed me to waive the five cents, the two cents, or whatever. I, so. I believe AT and T is notorious for allowing people people to waive fees on their bills. So that is one, you know, that's an e- you know that's an easy intro to negotiations right there. Just the longer you keep them on the phone, the lower that bill goes. <laughs> yes, but how valuable is your time, Kevin? So how much time are you spending every month fussing with these few cents? Back well, you know, forth? if we turn it into a radio show once a month, then I mean, you know. It's, it's like uh, he's getting real, real bang for his buck. <clears throat> well, that, I mean, it is an annoying, but like I said, I and I guess I need to look a little closer. And actually, the other thing I might want to do is put it on their billing cycle and stop insisting that it just be the way I pay my bills. Because hey, you can pay it any time throughout the month. Because I know I've got the money in my account. So number two on the list of things to stop buying to save money, and this one I think I totally agree with: the extended warranty. Um, so Nancy, any thoughts on? Do you think these are valuable? I- No, I am not a fan of extended warranties. We have clients who love them, and they love to tell me about that one time that that warranty paid off big. Remember, this is just insurance, and you buy insurance to cover things that you can't cover yourself. So most of the time, an extended warranty, for instance, on a toaster uh, or a a small oven uh, that sits on your countertop, you don't need those if they 
break, you're probably going to get a new one. Um, so there are all kinds of things like that that they are always pushing to upsell you with um, buy the product, now buy the extended warranty because you know something could happen. But many of these products already have some warranties built in for a certain period of time that will cover the major things. And so I am just not a fan of adding those on. I don't think they're valuable. If you get an extended warranty, for example, like you mentioned, on a toaster, do you have to – so you call them up and you say, hey, my toaster broke. Do they send out a toaster repair party? you got to get on the calendar <laughs> for the toaster. Some guy comes by and says, oh, I'm going to have to look at that. Uh, let me come back next week. You know, what? what is the toaster repair warranty yeah. – process look like and um one uh, all jokes aside one of the things we talk about a lot of times we talk about credit cards as a tool for managing your spending that's already come up once talking about overdraft fees that can help you manage your cash flows there again as long as you're not putting more money on your credit card than you can actually pay it's actually the third time credit cards have come up nancy brought it up in the intro um but we can't say it enough often credit cards have extended warranty benefits so do uh one that can be something you look for when you get a credit card. It's very common, I, I think. Um, and you can also just call your credit card company say, oh, I bought this um, computer. I bought this XYZ. Because things will have some warranty built in, some return policy, whatever. Uh, but often they can uh, extend for a year. I have seen some that may be extended to two years. Um, I've actually made use of one, uh, just uh, something I bought at a camera store uh, and needed uh, needed a repair, and and that the credit card warranty and ended up uh, helping me save a couple bucks then. So my extended warranty store, and I might have shared this on the air previously, but <clears throat> I was buying a new dryer or something and went to you know one of the big box stores and we're negotiating, and so I'm going to get this one. <clears throat> and the guy says to me, D- "Did you want to buy the extended warranty?" And I said, "Well." You know, the last one I had seemed to last almost close to 20 years. He says, yep, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> Just oh, put, it, put it back on the shelf, buddy. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I'll tell you that our product isn't that good anymore so that I can sell you this extended warranty. You're going to want this extended warranty because this is going to fall apart. Plus, it, it, back to the video game world, if you buy a game at GameStop, which is, you know, a retailer, they'll sell you like an extended warranty on the disc in case the game stops functioning and i've been gaming since From i game was in stop high in case the game stops, stops. that's oh very goodness. good oh my goodness that is i've that's never happened to me so um think hmm. before you uh, plunk down that money for an extended warranty we're talking about today things that uh, you shouldn't be wasting your money on uh, the list comes courtesy of the almost frugal website but we do have a caller on the line so we will go first to Kay, who calls in from poplarville good morning Kay. you're on the air with us so go ahead uh, good morning, y'all. I have totally enjoyed your musing on today's show, but I did want to call with a question. I am—I recently had my credit debit card uh, compromised, and so I'm in the market to get a new just credit card. I would like to find one with no annual fee and one that would give me a payback at the end of the year. Can you all suggest one? Yes. So there's a number of uh, pretty good sites for searching through credit card offers. Uh, I would say one I reference a lot is nerdwallet.com. But there are a number of, as far as just kind of simple, no fee, decent uh, rewards, 
I personally prefer just the cash back rewards just because you can just put it towards your next bill and you, you get the money immediately. You don't have to think, oh, am I going to upgrade my flight or do this specific thing or get early access to this concert ticket or something. So I know a lot of uh, banks, I think City with the double cash was the first one to do just a, a free annual uh no annual fee uh two percent cash back on just basically everything you don't have to worry about categories or anything like that um if Uh you already uh that was was so i believe city offers that i I don't know i don't remember if it's a mastercard or a visa or something i'll check it up but that yeah and that one doesn't require you to say oh i'm spending this on travel i'm spending this on gasoline or spending on certain categories just two percent flat back I, i think and a lot of places do have one like that Um, But compare cards, of course. And also, if you already have a relationship with a credit card company, uh, you enjoyed their customer service, you already enjoyed them. Um, A lot of times in a situation like you where your card is compromised, they may be willing to give you essentially just the same card with a new number. You don't have to necessarily move to a whole different provider just to uh, keep your identity or keep your information safe. Credit card companies are very good about fraud detection and prevention, and so um, it, calling them just to just to work on that would be the first step. And they may offer uh, a, a card that's very attractive to you too. Another site okay. is credit card creditcard.com and when you go to that site it allows you to put in what your parameters are are and how you use your card and whether it's cash back that's important to you or no fee and so it will spit out a a whole list of options for you and you want to compare those if you like to have some amount roll over from month to month meaning you will be paying interest charges you're looking for the lowest interest charge card Um, otherwise look for the best deal okay yeah i I intend to pay it off every month excellent someone someone (laughs) listens to us I was going to say, Kay, that you get the gold star of the day for that uh, comment because we tell folks all the time that that's what they should try to do. So appreciate your call. Thanks for listening. And for the, I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I got to do it. <laughs> I hear you. All right, Kay, thanks right, for thank calling in this morning. Thanks. Let's uh, stay on the phone lines. Next, we're going to go to Memphis. Dale is on the line. Good morning, Dale. You're next. Go ahead. Yes, good morning, Money Talks family. Um, my question concerns interest rates and the effect that those interest rates, that is, if the Fed raises or lowers interest rates, uh, what effect would that have on personal savings accounts? Uh, For example, uh, recently I deposited money into a money market account and it was paying a high, it is paying a high interest rate and I'm wondering if the Fed raises or lowers interest rates, what effect in terms of uh, interest earnings do that have on the money market account that I have? And also, one more thing, uh, Kevin, I heard you mention uh, one day that you live alone, and I'm trying to wonder, how did you manage that? Okay, so I'll go ahead and uh, listen for the answers. All right. Uh, Nancy, any thoughts on that? Yeah, let me start with interest rates. And so, yes, our Federal Reserve controls uh, rates. That's the only way they can have an impact on the economy. And um, those rates generally filter down through everything, through mortgages and car loans 
and yes, bank savings rates uh, and checking account rates, bond rates, but it doesn't filter down always evenly and always directly in a line, you know, boom, they change the rates and the next day your savings rate goes up. It depends on what's happening at the bank. And certainly if you see those rates go up and your bank is slower to adjust those, I would suggest looking around to see if another bank is offering a better rate for you. But sometimes they don't raise the rates as quickly because, you know, they, they're banks. They're buying cash, and if they've got enough cash on hand to make the loans that they need to make, they don't have to pay more for it. So it depends on, yes, what the Federal Reserve is doing, but also what the overall economy is doing and what's happening there. All right. Uh, Dale, again, what uh, what were you asking me about a, a loan? <laughs> I said that I heard you mention on, a, on an earlier broadcast you live alone. Oh, yes. And I envy you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has somebody come and mow his lawn, and I mean, that takes care of some of the heavy lifting, I guess. So what else does he need? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I go it alone. I mean, after after X number of years, it's, it, it's a little bit easier, but uh, I have many friends that help me out, too. So that's, uh, that's it. All right, uh, Dale, thanks for calling in this morning. I guess uh, some advantages of living alone, obviously less expenses but when you go on a wild spending spree like new shoes and stuff there's no one there to kind of check you and say hey wait a minute what are you doing there so it's got its positives and its negatives i guess well well kevin you don't have to um hide those receipts in the trash (laughs) guys these are bad money habits we're talking about here we can't we can't be giving our audience these ideas if you're paying attention these are bad behaviors folks call in to see if we can help you correct it we have been talking about some things to stop buying to save money, courtesy of the um, Almost Frugal website. And the next one on the list, I think, might be our first somewhat controversial one, because they're saying you shouldn't buy books. The idea is get a library card or read ebooks. Now, any thoughts on actually purchasing a book? Well, I, I, I do like to frequent my local bookseller. But I think the library is one of the best deals we've got going. Thank you, Ben Franklin, the father of the public library. Is that and, so? Um, there's so many things uh. that you can get there, not just books, uh, not just the e-books, but you can get um, DVDs. VHSs. Yeah, all the old ones. Uh, But you can also go online if you have an account, and you can access Mm -hmm. all kinds of things at the library. Your local library often has subscription services to research-type things like Morningstar. So if you want to research mutual funds and you don't have full access Mm. to Morningstar, you can go through your local library. And because they're now set up, so many of them online, you don't even have to walk into the library. As long as you have an account, you can open it up online and access all kinds of information. So I think our local library is probably one of the best deals going. So I will say that's uh, excellent points all around from Nancy. One of the thing, one of the subscription type things. A lot of oftentimes maybe some academic subscriptions. I, I remember uh, things like 
uh, EBSCOhost and other uh, academic journals uh, were available. So very useful if you are studying or planning on going back to school or just kind of trying to continue your education on your own, you can access kind of up-to-date research. The stuff that you read these articles in slightly more maybe technical magazines about, you read these articles about, oh, research shows this, that, and the other. And if you want to dig deeper, sometimes it can be hard to actually get that original uh, documents. And I'm a big fan of looking at the original documents just to see what it really means. Um, but I will say, so you did say this would be controversial. Uh, this is one of my things where I kind of realized I was spending a lot of money on books and I actually just looked at the pile next to my bed and it's a little, uh, it's a little high and it's getting a little dusty too because I can't read fast enough for the habit. So I did have to put a pause on buying. Um, I, sometimes there are books that you want to, you do want to buy and hold and keep. But a lot of times, especially, you know, it's, it's the summer, you want to just pick up some light reading, some casual reading. Libraries are great. Also, They've got great air conditioning. So uh, it's a great combination for and the internet. summer. And internet. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it can be nice. I'm actually, and I actually joined multiple library systems because, yeah, access to more books, even though they will do interlibrary loans. Um, but whenever I'm kind of picking up a, like, a, like a fiction series or, or, or fiction books, oftentimes they'll also, often have uh, magazines and newspapers there uh, that you can just kind of go and read casually. Uh, those are really great for that because a lot of times fiction book i'm not going to keep that on my shelf for i just i I heard about it sounds great let's read it let's move on uh if you have a kindle i have a tip for you if you have a kindle and you're a prime member i have a tip for you they have basically what it amounts to a library you can browse through a number of titles and sort of rent it free of charge for your device and then return it when you're finished mm-hmm. and you i think you can get up to i think four books at a time so i frequently use my kindle especially when traveling you know for reading on the plane or whatever but uh, checked out a couple of books last time and you know that's not the most current book but they're for the type of genres i like to read i, I found some mm-hmm. stuff that worked libraries <laughs> will often often have um uh, ebook subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of apps which specifically help that, and you can kind of get your use your library card to log in there. I have checked out books through there. Sometimes it can be limited, but again, if if they, you know, you you you. Uh, for me, I work in one county and I live in another, so I'm a member of both library uh, districts and uh, just have d- different access. It can be a little difficult to piece together, but certainly does. Uh, save a couple dollars and uh, saves a little space on my bookshelf too. And I will say too about a book, uh, the, the one thing the ebook doesn't quite get very well is if there's any sort of photographs or illustrations or whatever. Mm. I think that, uh, you know, I, true crime is one of my genres that I like. And so their crime scene photos or whatever, they don't really show up very well on an ebook. But they so. look spookier on an ebook <laughs> if it's true crime. All right. Well, let me just uh, oh, go ahead. also say for, for your local library in the summer, they have great children's programs. And these are typically free of charge. And so check with your local library to see what they've got going. Uh, Reading programs, even theater programs and music programs, Mm -hmm. you can find that at your local library. And uh, years ago, when my dad was in the military, we lived on base and the library would actually rent out paintings. Or check it. Let you check oh, out paintings. Oh yeah, wow. I forgot so, about that. Get your get your Van Gogh. That's right. Get your art going there. there. So if you're just stationed <laughs> for a, a little Picasso. while. Picasso. Picasso. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I get a couple of Picassos at my local library. I'm really good at returning. I, see, I wouldn't. The dogs playing poker was where I was going, but 
<laughs> All right. I got the Mona Lisa from my library, actually. It's really nice. We do have a caller on the line ready to go. So off to Ayuka we go. Donna has called in today. Good morning, Donna. Go ahead. Good morning. Um, a couple of years ago, they uh, laid all that fiber off the table in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I know I can get a discount uh, through Tishomingo uh, uh, Commune or something. They had to uh, make another subsidy of power company to handle um, uh, uh, Internet. But I only have uh, talk and text on my phone from AT&T, which uh, that's unlimited, and they take that right on my checkbook each month for twenty eight seventy five. But I've always heard that, you know, you can still get the Internet on it, but I've never been able to get any Wi-Fi on that phone when I'm out somewhere. Um, yeah, so uh, talk, she was mentioning uh, fiber. She also mentioned the uh, power co- cooperatives. I, I'm not sure, of course, there we have a lot of power cooperatives in the state. Um, there was a lot of federal money. Uh, power co- cooperatives, of course, get money from their members. They get money from selling electricity. But they also get a good amount of money from the federal government to help supply electricity to rural areas. And I believe it was 2020, there were lots of grants for them to roll out Internet. In particular, she mentioned high-speed Internet, fiber Internet uh, to their customers. I don't know the status of all of the cooperatives in the state. I do know some of the larger ones are in progress or already have rolled out internet um i don't know the pricing for that or how any uh subsidies might work for that uh although again our power cooperatives have been good about working for their members and making you know keeping them on the grid uh so to speak uh so that would be something to look specifically from them uh there yeah, are i can get that excuse me sir, if i'm not interrupt i can get that my income and medicaid would allow me to get the subsidy but uh-huh. i don't i can't get any internet on my phone so it's That's an Donna, issue with the Donna, phone. Donna, didn't you say you have AT&T? Yeah, a lim- unlimited okay. talk and text. All right. I think you need to visit an AT&T store if you can get to one, because what you said to us, I think, was that your phone is supposed to get Wi-Fi, but it's not showing up. Is that correct? No, I'm not supposed to get Wi-Fi. For 2875, I only get... No, I don't have any... Any internet uh, plan on my phone. You should be so able to do fun. Wi-Fi if yeah. you are in Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is not related to your phone company as far as getting it. If you go to, for instance, a coffee shop or a library which offers free Wi-Fi, you should be able to get it. Could be an issue with your settings there, but I don't believe that's something that your phone company could determine and turn off. Um, uh, I, I, I think it's a little... It, sir. I never had any internet, um, any phone I ever had in my life. So, I mean, it, it's all green to me. I know I can get the subsidy at the power company, but I don't okay, have let me, a tablet. Right. Donna, let me ask this question. Do you have a smartphone or do you have a flip phone? Uh, no, I have a smartphone. AT&T gave me uh, a new one last year free of charge because the old one they said wasn't going to be able to get the 5G, so they mailed me a phone. And I took it down to the AT&T in Iuka, and they, uh, you know, put it online and everything like that. But like I said, I've never had Internet on a phone. Right, and I'd have right, to but pay you, the pot. That's what I mean. No, I no, you don't. No you, no, you don't. No, you don't. 
if if you you don't have to pay for an internet package on your phone if you are somewhere where somebody else is paying for the internet. So if you go, as the writer said, if you go to a coffee shop and they're paying for the internet and you can access it through Wi-Fi, even if you don't have an internet package. I've never been able to do that. Even my friend that's more tech savvy than me tried to do that, and I can't. Hey, don't okay, again, saying, it's, try, it's good to try going to the city. Yeah, it's not the subs. You need to go to the AT and T store. Somebody there needs to help you. It, or Donna, let me. That's what but, I mean. Yeah, but I'm fixing to have to pay more money out there to have the phone on. You know, every month. No, so I've got to no, have to not pay that, for not the, the extra package. Hey, Donna, let me offer a suggestion. Uh, Wednesday morning at nine. I'm sorry. Wednesday morning at ten on MPB Think Radio is Everyday Tech. Uh, Jay White's the host, and he has uh, the computer doctor from Hattiesburg on him. Uh, and I think that if you call in, I think they'll be able to kind of dig in and, and help you find out exactly what's going on. Jay, Please you think do. you could Absolutely. help her? Yeah. So, Donna, give him, give him a call back Wednesday morning at 10, and we'll see if we can't get you worked out and get you uh, some uh, Wi-Fi on your phone. So we appreciate you giving us a call this morning. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Let's take one more item off our list of things to stop buying to save money. This one hits home for me, too. It's knickknacks. So I know I collect a lot of hmm. different things. <laughs> and I'll say this. <clears throat> to me, it's fun going to flea markets, toy conventions, that sort of thing, and looking for specific things of the item that you happen to collect. In my case, the Marvel Comics figure Thor is what I like, and I probably have, oh, I don't know, about 50 different ones. But and I will agree that once you kind of get them there, they're just sitting on a shelf. But to me, the fun is involved in the hunt for, for what you're collecting. Oh, that that's right yeah. up Nancy's alley. The fun is yeah. in the hunt. Go for Absolutely. it. Tell them all about it. And, 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 and it, you know, I, I think if there's something that really brings you pleasure. Yes. And uh, the only thing that I'm learning to do at this stage, Kevin, is to edit a little bit. And so <laughs> I'm trying to do the one in, one out. So if there's something that I just think, this is just the cutest little thing and I want it sitting on my shelf. My shelf is already full, and so I need What are you going to get rid of? Yeah. And I think this yeah. is really good, and it kind of ties in with what you said. You know, the books might be controversial. It's Sometimes there is a thing like that that we really do care about. Uh, Nancy and Kevin, they clearly love the thrill of the hunt for their knickknacks. They care about their knickknacks. Maybe they need to create some rules around that. But And for me, yeah. I have my bad habit, quote unquote. I'm not going to call any spending bad. I'm not going to attach some like moral judgment to it. But, you know, I could probably... Uh, uh, trim down my spending on books. But if it's something that truly does bring you joy, you really value it and you're willing to say, okay, I know I can cut my, me personally, I could cut my knickknack budget out in exchange for a higher book budget. Uh, Kevin may uh, cut his book budget for a higher <laughs> knickknack budget. For instance, if it's something you can do that, you know, give yourself that permission. That's okay. Your spending should bring you joy. Exactly. So, and again, with all things in moderation, I think is what we would uh, recommend on that. That's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by financial support from listeners. To hear today's show or previous show, you can visit moneytalks.mpbonline.org or listen to the podcast by searching for Money Talks. So, for Dr. Nancy Lotter Janderson and Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell. Our call screener today was Rudolph Runnels III. So, join us every Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB. MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.